There's been a lot of speculation and mixed feelings in the US economy about inflation. Some worrisome, but mostly a lot of uncertainty. Between the attempt to rebound from COVID and the government pondering whether inflation is transitory or long-term, private debt managers have had to persevere through many different dynamics to keep their portfolios well-adjusted. I'm Michael Haley, a reporter with Private Debt Investor, and in this edition of Spotlight, we'll hear from Randy Schwimmer, Senior Managing Director and Co-Head of Senior Lending at Churchill Asset Management. Schwimmer is on the front line of the U.S. deals market and has spent a lot of time thinking about how inflation might impact his and other firms' portfolios. This is an issue which has bedeviled both economists and investors for a long time. We haven't actually seen real inflation in quite a while. Uh, I remember the gas lines of the 1970s. In an April report with the lead left titled Inflation Nation, Schwimmer and his team explored dynamics surrounding inflation and how it has changed over time. What's the difference between what we're seeing now and what we saw back then? And it turns out there's a significant amount of difference. There was a lot of other things, global events, the oil shock, the way that the Fed operated back in the 70s. There were a host of things that contributed to what we saw, which of course, as some of us remember, were old enough, the spike of inflation and prices, particularly on the oil side, but also with regard to what happened with interest rates. In a very short amount of time, the economy transitioned into the lasting effects of COVID with inflation on everyone's minds. So what we saw as a result of COVID was kind of a snapback to the restoration of reality pretty quickly. So you remember back in the spring, March, April of 2020, real cessation of activity. Everybody went from being in the office one day to being at home the next. And that was almost a global uh, reality for everyone. And so what happened for a period which was relatively short was the economy kind of went to zero. But then it came back and it came back more quickly than anyone thought. And in that rebound, we saw a... I guess it would be like a pent-up consumerism result where prices for things that people wanted to spend money around, particularly around things around home improvement and fitness, since you're spending a lot of time at home, all of a sudden you start to notice things around the house. And so prices in certain sectors like that of things that we were buying at home uh, started to, to skyrocket. Schwimmer explains the transition that the economy saw as vaccine rollouts began to take shape and how we saw somewhat of a return to normalcy. And that return to normal started to then impact certain industries, such as restaurants and travel and more retail-focused businesses. And so then you started to see a rise in prices as some of those companies tried to recoup the losses that they had sustained in 2020. The question then on everyone's mind is, is this increase in pricing going to last, or is it something that will wear off as the new normal returns? Generally, economists, I think, thought this was going to be transitory, but there were a number of voices who were worried and that they were worried that the Fed would not take this seriously because the Fed was saying this is transitory, relax everyone. And there were some people like Larry Summers, former Treasury Secretary, who said in the Wall Street Journal in the piece, basically saying, you know, this could be different and this could be scary if we don't get our hands around it. And so, and there were some, some other pretty sophisticated voices around that. What I think no one really realized at the time was that the Delta variant was going to rear its ugly head as it has and kind of put a stop or at least slowed down 
some of that buoyancy that we saw building at the beginning of the summer. And so now, interestingly, what we're seeing is in the public markets, and it's being reflected in, in public equities as one example, but also, frankly, in terms of where uh, treasury rates are going, is more concerned about growth than there is about inflation. Not to say that there still aren't some pockets of prices going up, particularly given some of the supply chain issues that we're seeing across the economy. There's still things that are very difficult to get. And so therefore, the supply demand issue will cause prices to go up. But I think the punchline for all of this is that we really don't know. We have seen such uncertainty, both with regard to inflation and with regard to interest rates. And so for the experts who are looking at this, like the economists, if they don't really know, because they're just reacting to real-time events that are not necessarily in the projections, then the rest of us uh, investors don't really know either, and we're just trying to be prepared for anything. Whether inflation is fleeting or here to stay, private debt fundraising and portfolios are also affected by a multitude of factors, such as low interest rates. You know, we have the amount of capital available, so we can you know, commit up to, I mean, large amounts, up to you know, $500 million in order to help them get their deals done. And that desire to put money to work, uh, which is true in private credit as well as private equity, is being driven in large part because of the very low interest rate environment that we've endured. I mean, I mentioned the fact that earlier in the year, people thought inflation was going to take off. People also thought interest rates was going to, were going to take off. Now, we had predictions of the 10-year treasury going to 3%. Well, it never even hit 2%. It peaked up at 1.7 and then came back down to, I think, below 1.2. I think it's in the 1.3s now. And so we still have for investors this low interest rate environment, which means that for assets like private credit, which have higher yields, uh, but still you know, very low risk, that dynamic is creating a, a very attractive, but also very buoyant market, very bullish market for deal doing. This environment that Schwimmer describes has created a shift both for businesses that have done well through COVID and those that haven't, which can be reflected in deal flow. And for the haves, you know, it feels like there's a real tailwind there. And so that kind of support for those businesses is very fundamental in terms of the, the amount of new deal flow that we've been seeing. And so in the right sectors, such as, you know, more non-cyclical defensive businesses like healthcare and software and business services and technology that are fairly immune to what's going on in terms of infections and COVID, uh, and in some cases may even benefit for the new lifestyle that we're, we're leading. Those businesses have been doing very well. And I think that the issue of inflation per se is less relevant than focusing on specific businesses that are expected to do well, no matter what happens with, with prices and interest rates. Many of the concerns around inflation this year go back to the Fed, as well as what's happening with congressional spending. So the the big change, I think, versus the spring is now we have an infrastructure, a very large infrastructure spending bill. And so one of the things that will impact, and also you have the usual support in terms of consumers who are being helped by, for example, the CARE stimulus package that has been enacted, that combined with the infrastructure spending could potentially be additional inflation particularly on the infrastructure bill. Now, we don't know how big that's going to be. It was, you know, trillion dollars, and maybe it's somewhat less than that. 
This is not a transitory spending bill. This is something that's going to impact the economy for a long period of time because these are long-term projects. To the extent that that happens, some economists are nervous that that could create some pressure. Government spending always does, depending on how big it is. That could create some pressure on prices. And so it'll be interesting to see as that rolls out whether or not the Fed thinks that there will be more of an impact on prices, which means you know they might have to take action sooner rather than later. But the clear message from the Fed has been, you know, that this is transitory. They they seem to be building in the fiscal stimulus into their projections, and they have the, enough confidence that they're signaling, for example, pulling back on bond purchases. Whether the Fed acts sooner rather than later is still up in the air, but it seems to be sticking to its plan, Schumer says. But still, private debt has continued to be an attractive asset class in which investors can diversify their portfolios, given its strength in the market with or without inflation. What's been attractive to investors and frankly to issuers as well is the stability of those markets, given varying elements of both the economy and the overall capital markets. So we've seen such, as you know, such volatility, and even pre-COVID, you know, going back in terms of fear of you know, interest rates and debt ceilings and credit ratings of the United States going from AAA to AA. And there's been so many fits and starts that have roiled the public markets that have had much less impact on the private markets. And so things like inflation and the direction of interest rates, what's interesting to watch is how investors feel more comfortable in the private capital world because it is less correlated to headline risk. And one of the things that has been so fulfilling for me as somebody who's been in this business for a long, long time is to see the proof of concept of this asset class with all of the variables that have been thrown at it. As I mentioned, inflation, interest rate, movement, or you know, the once in a 500-year pandemic that we've experience, what seems to be a twin pandemic now, that through that period, prices for private credit have really stayed extremely stable during that entire period. And so I think in general, this, the conclusion that, that's been supported by the thesis that, we, that drives our business, our investment and success that Churchill has had, is that investors are looking for an antidote or at, at least something to add to their portfolio that creates a dampening effect on all these variables. Because the big thing is, we don't know. There's so much uncertainty. We don't know ultimately how transitory inflation will be, what the direction of interest rates will be. The smartest minds in the market have been in error in terms of where that's going. And so what's happening now is investors are realizing being in the private credit market is very helpful as a way to diversify their portfolios to include much less correlated investments. And I think ultimately the thing that's going to be the sort of punchline for this period in in history for private credit is how well it weathered all of the uncertainty that we've been going through. If you want to learn more about inflation and private debt, be sure to check out the cover story. Are we saying hello to inflation or waving goodbye in the October issue of Private Debt Investor? That's all for today. If you want to hear more episodes of Spotlight, you can check us out wherever you listen to podcasts or at PEI's various titles online. For Private Debt Investor, I'm Michael Haley. Thanks for listening.